Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. This is another special shout-out to our friends who filled out our survey. I would like to say hi to Reggie, Edie Rose and Tully Francis, Desiree and Josiah, Key, Rosalind and Grayson, Simone, Gab Enric, Jasmine and Maya, Joel from Colorado, Hannah and her sister Wren and their dog Moose, Thalia, Ophelia, and Sophia, Armando Perez, Eli Moran, Athena Perez, Emily, Jansil Novaro, River and Hayes, Simone, Richard, and Ivy, Lucas McDonald, who turned four on November 30th, Penny from Australia, Juan and Jewy Keniston, Joyce Remo, Richie and Ashlyn, Laura and Jack, Regina, Susie, Shia and Xavier, Marco, Johanna and Elias, Paxton from Grant Ranch, Mackenzie, Reuben and Llewellyn, Holly, Sasha, Saul, Stasa, Nancy and Leo, Alvaraj and Mare, Zoe, Eleanor and Rosemary, Tavi DeBazio, Luca, Amber, Oliver, Victoria, Amberlynn and Bella, Penelope and Dominic, Frankie, Brightness, Levi, Caden and Caleb, Jonas and Stella, Dexter and Valerie, Jasmine, Tobias, Jewel and Ruth, Joy, Armida, and all of those grown-ups who still enjoy a bedtime story. This is one of my favorite times of the year. There's Christmas music playing, it's getting colder, and there are lots of good smells. I am looking forward to spending time with family over the next few weeks and sharing the joy of the season. Christmas Day. Boys, said Mrs. Howard one morning, looking up from a letter she was reading. I have had a letter from your grandmama. She writes that she is returning to England shortly. The boys went on with their breakfast without showing any great amount of interest in this piece of news, for they had never seen their grandmother and therefore could not very well be expected 
to show any excitement. Now, Mrs. Howard, the mother of two of the boys and aunt to the third little fellow, was a widow and very poor and often found it hard to provide for her three boys, as she called them. For having adopted her little orphan nephew, she always treated him as her own son. She had sometimes thought it strange that old Mrs. Howard should not have offered to provide for Leslie herself, but she had never done so, and at last Mrs. Howard had ceased to expect it. But now, right at the end of her letter, Grandmama Howard wrote, I have been thinking that perhaps it would be a little hard for you to support not only your own two boys, but poor Alice's son. And so, on my return to England, I propose, if you are willing, to adopt one of the boys for I am a lonely old woman and shall be glad of a young face about me again. After thinking the matter over, Mrs. Howard decided she would say nothing about the grandmother's intention, as she thought that it might just be possible that she would change her mind again. Time passed on and winter set in, and full of the delights of skating, the boys forgot all about the expected arrival of their grandmother. During the Christmas holidays, the boys one morning started off to Brome Meadow for a good day's skating on the pond there. They carried their lunch with them and were told to be sure and be home before dark. As they ran along the frosty road, they came suddenly upon a poor old woman. So suddenly that Leslie ran right up against her before he could stop himself. The old woman grumbled about lazy, selfish boys only thinking of their own pleasure and not caring what happened to the poor old woman. But Leslie stopped at once and apologized in his polite little way for his carelessness. I am sorry, he said. I hope I did not hurt you. And you have such heavy parcels to carry too. Won't you let me help you? Oh, come on, Leslie, said his cousins. We shall never get to the pond at this rate. Yes, go on, said the old woman. Your skating is of a great deal more importance than an old woman, eh? But Leslie's only answer was to take the parcels and trudge merrily along beside his companion. On the way to her cottage, the old woman asked him all sorts of questions about himself and his cousins. And then, having reached her cottage, dismissed him with scarcely a thank you for the trouble he had taken. But Leslie did not take it much to heart. He raced along, trying his hardest to overtake his cousins before they reached the pond. 
and was soon skimming about with the rest of them. Squire Leah Holm, in whose grounds the boys were skating, afterwards came down to the pond to watch the fun. And, being a kind-hearted old gentleman, offered to give a prize of a new pair of skates to the boy who should win the greatest number of races. As it was getting late, it was arranged that the racing should take place on the following day. And the squire invited all the boys who took part in it to come up to his house for a tea after the fun was over. How delighted Leslie was, for he was a first-rate skater, and he did so want a new pair of skates. But the squire's skates were not to be won by him. For on the following day, as he and his cousins were on their way to the pond, they came across the strange old woman who they had met on the previous day. She was sitting on the ground and seemed to be in great pain. The boys stopped to ask what was wrong, and she told them that she had slipped and twisted her foot and was afraid that her ankle was sprained or she could not bear to put it on the ground. You mustn't sit here in the cold, said Leslie. Come, try and get up and I will help you home. Oh, Leslie, cried both his cousins. Don't go. You will be late for the races and lose your chance of the prize. Poor Leslie. He first turned red, then white, and then said in a husky tone of voice, Never mind. You go on without me. You're a good lad, said the old woman. Will you be very sorry to miss the fun? Leslie muttered something about not minding too much, and then the brave little fellow set himself to help the poor old woman home as gently and tenderly as he could. She would not let him come in with her, but told him to run off as quickly as he could and perhaps, after all, he would not be too late for the skating. But Leslie could not bear to leave her alone and in pain, so he decided to run home and fetch his aunt. When Mrs. Howard arrived at the cottage, you can think how surprised she was to find that Leslie's poor old woman was none other then Grandmama Howard herself, who, wishing to find out the real characters of her grandsons, had chosen to come in this disguise to the little village where they lived. You can easily guess which of the three boys Grandmama had to be her little companion. And, oh, what a lovely Grandmama she was, not only to Leslie, but his cousins, too. She always seemed to know exactly what a boy wanted, and still better, to give it to him. 
Walter and Stanley often felt terrible about the way they had behaved and wished they were more like Leslie. But Grandmama told them that it was never too late to mend, and they took her advice. And I am quite sure that at the present moment, if they were to meet a poor old woman in distress by the roadside, they would not pass her by, as they once did Grandmama Howard. Good night and sleep tight.